Well, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, this is our Sunday. Did you know that? Did you know that this is our weekend, right? But not just our weekend. This is a week every year liturgically that Christians all around the world celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday. This is our namesake Sunday, right? We hear this story from John chapter 10, and we have all of these wonderful images for us to think about with Christ. Christ is the gate for the sheep. Christ is the good shepherd. A few weeks ago, when I first began here, I was a little bit overwhelmed, as you would imagine, starting a brand new call, a brand new adventure with the staff, and I think it was that very first week when I was in my office still unpacking my books that Pastor Pat Badke came into the doorway of my office um, and she said, knock, 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 um, Pastor Lorne, uh, welcome, I'm really glad you're here. Um, you should be aware that at Good Shepherd we do stewardship in the spring. <laughs> you, you do what? Isn't that in the fall? No, 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 our fiscal year is September 1st, and so we do it in the spring. So I know it's your first week here, but um, you might want to create a, a stewardship series. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Pat. <laughs> and so while still unpacking books and trying to learn where the light switches are and how to set up an Outlook email, I, uh, we began to think uh, about this series. We had to get through Holy Week, check. We had to get through an installation, Jack, Whew. but we sat down, Pastor Alex and I sat down and, and we started to think about how we could orient our focus as a congregation uh, this year in particular. And as we were looking at dates, when does this fit for us to focus on stewardship? We said, aha, there it is. Why don't we kick off this season of asking those deeper questions of God how are we called to steward our gifts, our time, our talents, certainly our resources? Why don't we kick all of that off on the weekend of our namesake? I think that's a gift from God. And so it's on this weekend as we focus on what does it mean to not just be Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, but to follow a Good Shepherd. What does it mean for us to view our lives as an offering to God? I don't know about you, but I am really glad to be through the fanfare. This last six months of my life have felt like an in-between time. Do you know that feeling? We know that life keeps moving forward. Every day we wake up and we might have a few more wrinkles or gray hairs. We know that the seasons change. The grass is now growing. Flowers are blooming. We're aware of the fact that life is always moving forward. And yet, at the same time, we all know what it's like to live through seasons where it feels like Groundhog's Day. Do you know what that's like? We can get so bogged down in the bill paying and the boss pleasing, the humdrum of life that we can forget that God is always writing a new story in the world and in our lives. The world is always moving forward. The question for us is, are we awake to it? Are we in touch with what God is doing? 
The last six months of my life have felt like that in-between space. I had one foot in a former community, Prince of Peace, and I had another foot discerning this call to come and serve alongside you. And my prayers as I was out on daily jogs or walking were, God, where do you want me to go? I don't feel like I belong at Prince of Peace and I, I, I'm not yet at Good Shepherd and, and it just felt like this in-between time. And then life um, was speeding up really quickly, right? All of the goodbyes in my former congregation, all of uh, the fanfare of saying goodbye and trying to do that well, and then all of the excitement of starting new. I am really relieved that last weekend is over. <laughs> it was great and wonderful, but I am in a place right now personally where I am ready to move forward. Do you feel that? I mean, you've been through great transition, Good Shepherd. Think about it. The last three years have been wild, haven't they? Think about those days in the lockdown of the pandemic where you just really felt stuck. Maybe you felt that way. I know I did. Stuck inside, stuck at home. You can't see the future. It felt like life was on pause in many ways, and yet we know that life wasn't on pause. Birthdays and anniversaries rolled around, life happened, great transitions came our way. And then right as things were opening up again, your former senior pastor, Pastor Heidi, announced her retirement. <laughs> wait, wait, we're ready to move forward. Wait, what's happening to us? And then you celebrated her ministry, the work that she did in this community. And you entered into this season of waiting who will come next? I hope you feel as excited as I feel together to move forward. That's why we've titled this sermon series, this focus on stewardship, Forward in Faith. Three simple words that I think are really important for us in this season. This is an opportunity for us, not just to think about the gifts and the pledges and the commitments we will make to support this ministry. This, I want to be a time of spiritual discernment for how each of us together as the body of Christ is going to make a renewed commitment to move forward. But we do so in faith. We're not going to move forward with a brilliant four-point plan that Pastor Lauren came up with. We're not going to move forward with a clear roadmap. We're going to move forward in faith. And folks, faith, well, faith is married to doubt and uncertainty. You see, faith is trusting that God has a plan. God is in control even when we can't see the path forward. And so we move forward not certain all the time of exactly where we're going, but absolutely confident in the one who leads us. We're going to hear stories like we heard of Sue from other members reflecting on how God has led them forward in faith. And together, my prayer is that by the end of the month of May, we have even more excitement, even more joy an even clearer picture of what God is doing through our midst. 
But we begin this journey with this great image of the good shepherd. And the sermon today is really quite simple. It's really quite simple. The point that I want us to walk away with is to understand that in a world filled with competing voices that call for our attention, we, we are invited to listen through the midst of all the chaos for the voice of our good shepherd. You see, we have this story where the disciples, and I love these moments in Scripture where the author of of Scripture tells us that the disciples had no idea what Jesus was talking about. Do you find comfort in that? I do. Because there are plenty of moments when I'm reading Scripture or I'm talking to God and I'm like, what in the world, God? (laughs) And right there it is. We're in good company with Peter, James, John, and the rest. Jesus is telling them that he's a gate. He's a gate for sheep. And they say, we don't know what you're talking about. All of this um, uh, came to light for me in January. January of this year, I was um, blessed to be able to travel to the Holy Land uh, with my last congregation. And in Bethlehem, right outside of Bethlehem, there are the shepherd's fields that exist to this day. The same shepherd's fields that we believe the angel came in the Gospel of Luke and announced the birth of Christ to those shepherds. And the fields there outside of Bethlehem um, are quite hilly and they're filled with rocks. And our tour guide was explaining to us how shepherds in Israel and Palestine to this day, um, much of their work has not changed from the first century. And he was explaining to us the role of the shepherd or the gatekeeper. And he said that when the shepherds were out in the far remote places of the countryside, They would be tending their own flock during the day. But at night, different shepherds would gather in one location because they're out in the wilderness. They needed each other in order to keep their sheep safe. And so they would often find a hillside in which a little crevice or a cave was carved out. And they would bring all of their sheep from many different flocks together and they would mingle and they would, intersp- they would in- intertwine with one another. So much so that the shepherds didn't recognize if that was their sheep or their friend's sheep. But at night, the shepherds would create a semicircle on the outside of that cave and they would literally lie down in front of their sheep with two or three fires lit. The fires... And the shepherds would protect the sheep at night from wolves or predators or even from one of their sheep just wandering off. But often, if they were near a city or a village like Bethlehem, they would go into town and they would hire somebody, usually a young woman or a young boy, to serve as a gatekeeper. And this was an actual job. Somebody that was trustworthy, that would take their place and literally serve as the gate. They would lie there so that the shepherds could go into Bethlehem, get a bath, get something to eat, go out and have a drink and take a night off. And the next morning, the shepherds would come back and the gatekeeper would then move, move on. And Jesus is telling us here that he is the gate. What does that mean for us? 
It means that Christ is the one who has promised to be trustworthy and true. Christ is one that is there to protect us from all of the chaos and the cruelty and the confusion of this world. But more importantly, Christ is also there not just to keep people out, but to keep the sheep together. You see, a gate serves two functions. Certainly, the gate keeps away threats of wild animals, but the gate also keeps the sheep together. But our tour guide in, in outside of Bethlehem told us something even more fascinating. He, he said, and you know, even to this day, when the shepherds would return, they had to separate their sheep. Can you imagine the chaos of that? Five different flocks together. They're not all tagged, you know, with a tag or a collar that says this belongs to this shepherd. And <laughs> but it's wonderful to watch. You can look up videos of this. To this day, once the shepherds return, the sheep, in a matter of minutes, separate out right back into their own flock solely based off the voice of their shepherd. What does this teach us? It teaches us, number one, sheep are amazing. <laughs> number two, I think it's a reminder for us that our calling as sheep is to listen for the voice of our shepherd. It's to listen for the voice of Jesus in the midst of a world with so many competing voices. We have the voice of self-protectionism. I need to look out for myself. We have the voice of fear that is prevalent in our society. I should be afraid of neighbor. I, I, I should be afraid of taking a risk. I, I should be afraid of those who live down the street from me. We have the voice of greed that tells us we should hoard for ourselves. We have so many voices. We could name a million of them. And yet, it's the voice of Christ that we are called to listen to. I want to be really clear. I'm excited to be here. I am thrilled to be here. But I'm a little nervous. What I'm nervous about is that now we have our new senior pastor. We're, out, we're outside of a pandemic. Over a year ago, we hired Dr. Kevin Seal. Let's hear it for Dr. Kevin Seal. He's amazing. We have Ken Holt. We have Pastor Alex. We have Pat Badke. We have Alice Connor. We have this staff, Scott Putoff, Jen Jarman, Colleen Murray, Sam. We've got, we've got this amazing staff, right? We're outside of a pandemic. What should we do now? Well, let's make Good Shepherd Lutheran Church great. Hopefully, that's not your prerogative. You see, moving forward in faith is not about Good Shepherd Lutheran Church 7701 Kenwood Road being awesome. We are not competing with any other congregation, including Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Loveland. <laughs> Prince of Peace folks that are here, do you hear that? We are not competing this is not about building up our programs. This is not about making a name for us. The question that we have to discern moving forward on Good Shepherd Sunday is are we trying to build something to the glory of our congregation or are we trying and are we dedicated to living into our namesake? That's the question. 
What does it mean for us to be named after the good shepherd? It means that everything we do must be about Jesus. It must be about God. It must be about the ethic through which we have the image of Christ as the shepherd, the one who cares about those that are lost and confused, the one who is willing to leave the 99 to go and pursue the one, the one who's willing to lie across the gate and protect those who are vulnerable, the one who is passionately committed to holding a flock together in a world that could rip a flock apart. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, as we move forward in faith, may we move forward committed, passionate, excited about building up the ministry of Jesus in Kenwood, in Deer Park, in Madeira, in Indian Hill, in Sycamore Township, in places as far as Mason and Westchester, across the river in Kentucky, and all the way across the world. May that be what guides us, what motivates us, what inspires us. So as we reflect these next few weeks, may we be ever mindful of the voices that we're listening to. And I'm not just preaching to you. Believe me, I am preaching to myself. This isn't about Pastor Lorne. This isn't about our congregation. This is about living into our calling to reflect the very love of the one whom we serve, the one whose name is love, the one whose name is Jesus. And in just a moment, Preston will come to these waters and he will be washed with them And his family will gather around and we as a congregation will gather around them and we will make promises. Promises to help nurture Preston in the faith, to help support his parents and his family as he grows and as we know he will face a thousand voices that compete for his attention and that seek to give him an identity will we name on this weekend, on this Good Shepherd Sunday, that his identity is secure in being a beloved child of God. And so our calling every day for the rest of his life and our journey together is to continue to speak over him, you are loved. Knowing that when we do so, we speak on behalf of the one who has claimed and named him. Amen. Amen.